going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Voice, and you're welcome everybody here to the Facts Project. And I got a special guest today. Special. All right. For one, this is our homie, this is our peoples, and she represents everything that is in us between blurred and nerd culture. Fantastic Frankie, everybody. Yeah. Bird. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Let, nothing makes me more excited than to be on the Soul Train board. Not gonna lie. Hey, I have no problem out here being Don Cornelius. First of all, the people have said no, <laughs> but um, I wanted to bring you on. Um, definitely because of the content that you bring, as far as uh, your your definitive takes on nerd pop culture in general and how it's how it's decisively skewed on how you perceive it to the people and how the people receive it. Because mm -hmm. it, I feel like how your mind works and putting out the content that you have creates the dialogue for everybody to have a, a boatload, a shitload of alternate discussions. And I feel like that's important because you have to look at all certain ways that characters are developed, as, as stories are developed and you seem to bring the best out of that, and it just provides that different type of perspective. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I'm being real, people have been asking me that a lot, especially since. So I'm coming up on two years at the end of the month. I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. um, but like the page that I started two years ago to today, it is so very different, and. It started as I was just one of those nerds who was on YouTube all day watching like film theory, um, you know, black nerd and stuff like that, uh, blurred without fear. And I was just watching them and watching them and they would say things that I liked that I understood, but I always felt like they didn't touch on a lot of things that I noticed um, and I, they didn't really represent what I was looking at because how could they, right? Like right. our experiences are different. They're all men, most of them are white men. Um, so I was like, let me let me inject myself here because they're, they're, I know there's a community of women or even black people who have these thoughts, but it's never discussed on these channels and it's clear there's um, room for there. So it started off with light controversial things about like Goku being a shit dad, which is something that I know like really touches us as black people and yeah. the connection we have with fatherhood. And then it started to evolve, especially during quarantine with the Black Lives Matter movements and things like that, where it just didn't feel appropriate to just talk about like the anime characters but starting to connect it to like what I'm seeing right now and my experiences right now. Mm -hmm. um, and the thing is, like me existing in this space is a, a conversation on its own. So what would happen is I would put in my opinion or how I received a product. And because, you know, most of my followers are men, everyone, most of my peers are men, it always directly conflicted with what they thought. So even when I felt like I'd have a lot of support and I was like, this topic, not even that hot, people will lose it over it because, you know, there aren't a lot of black women um, speaking on this level of our experiences and how we're consuming it. And it was just in time because now we're getting more diverse things and more than ever in terms of comic books, in terms of just 
sci-fi TV shows, movies are having way more diverse characters and mm-hmm. they're still a lot of times doing it wrong. Um, so, you know, now I can say what I think is wrong and not just that, see what everyone else wants because I felt like we all wanted one thing and then every time we get it, we fight it. <laughs> you know? True. It's so, true. you know, trying to understand what our voice is right now is my biggest goal of 2021, I think. Now, now, where where do you think that this strength and, and assertiveness um, amongst the how you've basically built your opinions, where is there anybody that was a standpoint in your life that basically pinpointed the fact of how you're assertive and how you've been able to craft and uh, your difference of mind and everything like that? Is this somebody that, that, that basically inspires that thought process? You know, I'm not quite sure. I mean, I'm from New York and I grew up in one of those like village households where it's like 10 cousins all in one house every weekend and things like that. So I know at least, especially since most of my cousins are guys, um, asserting my voice was always a big thing. Um, But I was also a big reader and really into comic books when I was younger. And that's always the message. So I guess me internalizing what I was reading in Harry Potter and Static Shock and things like that growing up, I I internalized that in the way that comics are meant to inspire and internalize and kind of give you hope. And now that's kind of the thing that I push for. Even in anime, the word I always hear in every anime is resolve. Um, and that starts to get into your head. So like, yeah, my family's strong and stuff like that, but even they sometimes are like taken aback. Um, cause it's not just comics and anime, right? It'd be anything you say anything. If I disagree, I'd be like, er. and it's a debate immediately. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it's a lot of coming from a big family being strong and then consuming at an early age, so much of this content. Right. Now, as far as like female characters are concerned, and and we're talking about with within anime and within within comics, as you have you definitely like basically reached an epic point of like basically pulling out that reach and and causing us to look at those characters a lot differently. Is there anything that you see that are flaws in that type of system of how they've been written? Yeah, how, how they've been developed and everything like that to where. Most of most of the people that have writ, written uh, written written those characters have been men, and how could they make it a little bit more different? Yeah, I mean, stop getting men to write them. Yeah, is <laughs> the first thing. Stop getting men to write them. And honestly, I'm starting to think maybe because of Patty, maybe not older women either. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, I think, and that's with everything with politics with things like that. I'm not saying you got to be 20. Mm-hmm. But I think after a certain age, you can't speak to the generation that you're targeting unless you're fully submerged in it, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, even like, I love Charlemagne to death. Sometimes when he talks about hip hop, I feel like it's because he grew up in a different era of hip hop and he can't appreciate it in the way that like, even I can't appreciate the little ba- little baby or whatever on the same level, right? Um, and I, I, I truly saw that with Wonder Woman. I got what I wanted. I got this woman to write it and there's still a lot of antiquated and I don't know if that was her that could have been her right. male co-writer yeah right exactly. so I shouldn't just say it's for age I know that's like putting things in a box because Ava DuVernay is around the same age and she's still writing relevant things but I do see that a lot too with 
um, women from Gen X who, you know, were raised in a certain way. And, you know, now they're looking at WAP and, <laughs> and stuff like that. And it's a totally different world from when they were dating, from when they were being raised and things like that. And now they have to write commentary on it and it's totally different. Um, and I understand that, but the thing is just because a woman writes it, a woman writes it doesn't make it right. And I think that's something that we have to understand that women can also write things that are problem, write and say things that are problematic towards other women. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think from the tone that was given to us when those characters were created is that there was a lot of mystery to them. There was a lot of subliminals mm -hmm. and that was just with women in general. And then now where a lot of the a lot of the shade has been taken taken away and you, the blinders are gone and where we we basically want to see all focal points of how the character actually is we don't get to see that that often and for the most part maybe maybe patty jenkins is getting too much of the blame because she has executives to hold standard to dc comics is a conglomerate and they i mean shit ray fisher is just going through like a, a whirlwind right now mm -hmm. with, with his whole thing in dc comics and and he he might be thrown under the bus as far as his acting career from here on out because of the shit that's gone down. He's done. He's done. Y'all, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't get a Grammy, uh, sorry, an Oscar for like 15 years, okay? Right. Because he threw a party at the same times as the Oscar. Oh, you don't remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, Let no. me give you out some tea. He threw a party the day of the Oscars and invited all the celebrities and they all rolled up. So the Oscars was empty and they haven't given, they, they snubbed him for years after. Oh. And I say that story to show they're going to do that to a white man who really didn't do much. Yeah. Think about what they're going to do to a black man who actually blackballing in the industry is real. And unfortunately, the only way to make money now is through nerd culture. I never thought I'd say it, but like this year, last year, actually, now it's 2021. Last year, Knives Out, which had an all-star cast and was a sublime movie, had less marketing than Birds of Prey. Mm. And that thing was stacked with Oscar winners. Oh, absolutely. And Captain, Captain America was in it. Captain America was in it, but he wasn't Captain America. Absolutely not. Feel me? It, it was almost the reverse because he was cussing the whole nine up in that joint. It was old Chris. Old okay. Chris, Chris Jamal Evans. I forgot how Chris Evans was. The perfect score, Chris Evans. Okay. He always was a jerk. Oh, he was in Not Another Team movie. Y'all forget. Y'all forget where y'all come from. I it, don't. He's the main <laughs> villain in Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Uh, okay. Y'all forget. I never, I'll never forget him in Not Another Team movie because that was, I mean, that was my jam at one point. So when people, I was like, when I heard he was cast as Captain America, I was like, who? Yeah, I was like, he, I mean. I said the same thing about him when he was cast as Human Torch. And I was like, mm, uh, okay, maybe. I thought that was, I thought that was pretty I, cool. Cause he, he's not, Human Torch is douchey. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, he's, he has that douchey thing going on. I didn't know if he would have that like self-righteous thing working for him. But Marvel be knowing what they're doing. Even when I say this is terrible, yeah, they they pull it out. They be like, "All right, this is all right." You know, like I get tight every time. Like they were like Ant Man. I was like Ant Man first before this, 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 and that. And then I watched it. I was like, "Damn, this is good. <laughs> now, Would you say that gatekeeping is still a big part of this culture and this, just basically this this industry? 
yo, to be honest, gatekeeping is why I've gotten so popular so quickly um, mm. because every time I speak, it's like the gall, right? Mm. So then a lot of times people are sharing and coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So a lot of times they're sharing their hate writing, which is causing the algorithm to share myself to more things. But every time I speak, the gatekeepers come immediately to hate. But I mean, in this, on this platform, it it, it does nothing to help me. You know what I mean? And that's honestly the biggest way I get, like, I don't fall into that dark hole of like, everyone hates me Um, because all this hate I'm getting is doing nothing but helping me grow, getting me money you know, making me more successful in this, in this realm. So yeah, it's alive and it's real. I guess what gets me really vexed is that um, in a way that I'm imagining we were as black people, every time white people say that racism is over and stuff like that, it's how many people try to gaslight me and make it seem like gatekeeping is not alive Mm -hmm. and living very well and fat, like living a good life. And Uh yeah, I think the Wonder Woman, I know everyone's talked it to death, but I think Wonder Woman 1984 is a prime example. In the same way that like a black movie can't be mediocre, mm-hmm. a, a woman led by uh, a movie led by women can also not be mediocre. The movie is mediocre. Yeah. And I, I get it. It had all these flaws. Most of the DC EU movies have plenty of flaws. Plenty. And the hate it was getting, like people we're hating it to a level that was getting me frustrated yeah. comparing it to like my boy had nurse in charge called the dragon ball evolution oh uh, on yeah. the last avatar we don't, what... we don't speak we don't speak on those two movies yo yo that's what i'm saying i was like you saying you enjoy the same level you saw 19 there were a lot of like problems and like a lot of the problems they had i was like uh-huh. it, it was because i was watching all these um uh, critiques on it and all the shows i watched head nerds in charge was the only show i watched with women on it dissecting the movie uh-huh. but every time i watched it and even then they they combated teffy and all of them was like y'all od in here but everyone else had five guys four guys two guys dissecting this movie and i'm like a lot of this stuff you guys don't understand and a lot of this stuff you guys aren't giving her the chance yes it- a lot more about Diana touching her humanity and becoming more human. True. If we watch the same thing, we watch Superman get in touch with his humanity every movie. That was Man of Steel. He's talking to ghosts, not Kevin Bacon, Kevin Costner, the whole movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It would have been else, if it was Kevin Bacon. <laughs> right? I actually really love Kevin Bacon. You need to give him his proverbs. But you know, Man of Steel was essentially the same movie. Mm-hmm. In terms of, it wasn't as much action, right? There was like two action scenes in Man of Steel. He no, never went to show his, it was not that many action scenes. Or it, even better. It, the beginning scene in Krypton. The beginning scene in Krypton, when he fought the people at the end. And, but that was a long drawn out action scene in Man of Steel at the end. Like it was, But the movie was four hours, of course. <laughs> the action scenes were If you look at percentage wise, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that's what I'm saying. You know how confused I was and justice league oh. i was like this is a flashback what's going on da, da, da. like and y'all still aquaman people saying I, you get what i'm saying to the level of hate that people are giving this movie right. i know it's so they're trying to blame it on like okay the first movie was way better yeah. but yeah so was most first movies 
right? You watch it. Ghostbuster 2 wasn't that bad. Was it that great? You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't but it was, great. But it was, you know what I mean? Great. No. Spider-Man 2 wasn't that great. Amazing Whoa, Spider-Man no. 2 wasn't one? great. Which one? No, because the second one with uh, Dr. Octopus was very, very well. Three, three. Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Horrid. But yeah. were they were they comparing it to Dragon Ball Evolution? No, no, but no. yeah, Jamie Foxx's Electro was the worst decision. Man of Steel two, which was uh, Batman v Superman, was but yeah, that was a ass. Nothing, nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. and I cannot wait for Zack Snyder to pull up with this four hour movie that he has just agreed. He said this is it. He's done, and I know why he's done because he's redoing it, and he's like, this is still but. And I can't wait for it to be but for me to trash it to the level that y'all did trash in Wonder Woman. I got to say. Another $70 million in the can. And it's rude. It's rude. <laughs> it's rude to poor. Old boy took his job. We are in a pandemic. This nigga got another $70 million to put, to put towards more footage in this movie. They couldn't use $30 million and do a Black Green Lantern movie? Right. No. Right. What? 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 The one thing I agree with DC with is that the Green Lantern series that's coming up is actually going to be a series, as far as the Green Lantern Corps is concerned. And if they if they skew it to the point where they're executing like the military aspect of it, the basically the cores as as they are a unit in space, that would be cool. I think so too. With. The myriad of how many Green Lanterns there's been has been like fucking seven, eight of them motherfuckers. But yes, introduce and, all of them. And they do series right. They Titans do. is fire. Titans is fire. Doom Patrol season one is fire. Season I two, like I couldn't finish. Two was weird. Yeah. yeah. Season one was good. Swamp Thing. I hate that people didn't like it. Swamp Thing was good for me. It's scary. Swamp Thing is, is an acquired taste in the comics. And in, yeah. I get it. It's a Vertigo thing. Yeah. I'm, you know what I'm saying? And anything that came out of Vertigo was weird, and I like weird, so fuck it. Exactly, yeah. it's to your taste. So I got, I understood. It was well done, but I understood. Um, and yeah, but that all, like I said, that goes back to gatekeeping, right? Yeah. If this Wonder Woman movie was a movie about Cyborg and was on the same caliber, I think it would have got the same amount of hate, mm-hmm. um, even from black people, because I see it whenever we do something that's not the best, we're we're hard on ourselves. And with women, we're definitely hard on women. And I see it. And when I call people out, I get two responses like, you're gaslight, like, nah, Frankie, you're taking it too far. Or like, I'll hear men say, um, I'm afraid to speak freely because I'm going to be labeled a sexist. Well then, sir, you probably are. Okay, if what you're going to say is going to be labeled as sexist, that means it is, right? Just like if a racist was like, I can't speak freely here because the Black people are going to say I'm being racist, then yes, sir, you are. There's something that's, that is implanted in our head from mm. years of media that we're just learning to undo. Right. And people are not realizing that, that like we are literally in the last four years have just been getting shows, five maybe, with gay yep. people all up in there, yeah. with black people doing regular things. Mm. Actually, this year, 2020, was the first year between Watchmen and- um, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country was the first year I saw black people just being black people. Yeah. They, you know and you know what it was? They weren't code switching. 
they weren't code switching, but they were still showing how intelligent they were. Right. 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 Like they, they were allowed to be assertive. They were allowed to be dominant. They were allowed to talk loud, they, like like we do in general conversations. They were allowed to be sassy. They were allowed to basically talk with their hands like, like we do at every single time. They were allowed to be argumentative with each other without fighting. Right. Which is something that we do often. We don't argue all the time. It turns into a fight or a gun show and everything like that. We are, yeah, we're allowed to argue. Right. It happens. It's in our and, nature. And then we walk away. It's okay. You know, it's like a, it's like another day. It's like a breath of fresh air. You know, it's funny. I was watching some Viking show and I just was, was like, where the Vikings. So there are two Vikings, right? Really? And okay. There's Vikings, the like office Here. version of it. Oh, okay. And then there's Vikings that are like, it's like on uh PBS or something. That's like an okay. actual serious Viking show. Okay. I watched the office style version one, which is just jokes. And they're like always talking about raping and pillaging and stuff like that. And it was just, it just dawned on me between that. And there's an anime called Vinland Saga, how aggressive and loud white people are in nature and in history, right? Yep. They're conquerors. They've always had to scavenge versus like black people are tropical people from places where food is abundant and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we get the stereotype of being loud and violent. And I was like, yo, Vikings were out here yeah. literally raping and pillaging because they had nothing. Right. And, you you know, we're being turned into the modern day Vikings, but, but there's no glamour behind it, right? Besides rap music. And even that is criminalized and made to seem like criminals. And then so people would be like, I hate black people they're so loud they're so violent and mm-hmm. then turn on vinland saga and be like yeah these ah, 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 going off turn I on could, thor or something I, I could take that even deeper because if we're talking about the continent of europe there's a reason that a majority of india speaks with a british accent there is a reason that uh hong kong was a british province for a very long time there is a reason that the philippines everybody in the philippines has a spanish last name because spain came there and villaged them raped and pillaged and exactly. basically conquered all and I, we, we could go into a myriad of shit you know there's a reason that everybody in brazil speaks portuguese portuguese and our african portuguese brazil portugal yeah you know what I'm saying? Brazil, yeah or that we think brazilians look like giselle whatever from victoria's secret when they really they look really like lapita Look, I've never seen a Lupita famous Brazilian. No. It's always the five white Brazilians that make it famous. Now, I have to ask you, uh, because you've you've done a bunch of Mandalorian uh, fast fast reviews, and you you basically conquered that series from top to bottom. As far as Star Wars is concerned, when we got into the last three movies, there was a noticeable interracial relationship about to happen in the first movie and a half Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it was a dead stop yeah and then it had to branch out something happened there what did you think i mean besides they changed directors right yes and he was like whoa you about to get the black man some play no (laughs) what (laughs) that's basically what happened he's like whoa we gave him who no he can't become a jedi he can't like i was like how could he what what a great story would have been if Finn became a uh, a Jedi from he an was, ex stormtrooper, right? 
because remember in the la- in the third movie, he was trying to tell her something. He told he tried to tell her something like three times, but he couldn't tell her. And every time he got interrupted, I thought that was like it was blowing my mind. I believe they were turning him into the simp when he went against the resistance. He broke out a criminal. He broke out Poe. Like the way he was introduced, even though they showed him with fear and stuff like that, that's natural, right? right? right. But then they turned him into the simp. That Asian girl just disappeared the third movie. Don't know who she was. And then they brought in badass bad chick, right? She was fine. And then they didn't include her either. And then they had her pine after this woman white woman and then this white woman chooses the villain to be with and it, 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 it was just clear that you know george lucas's wife is obviously not helping and by when i mean that is she's oh. black so clearly she's not like helping them there to be like this is wrong these are the paradigms that we're perpetuating da, 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 da. and the thing is, I don't know anymore if people are ignorant to it or if mm-hmm. they just don't care for it anymore or are they f- fearful of the backlash, right? Because even yeah. Black people don't like when we include us. Like, Every- in the beginning, I thought that the like Star Wars was going to turn into a Shonda Rhimes uh, TV series because, you know, she she likes to build up an interracial relationship real quick. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, but the fact that, like, you saw that building up and then it just... It just gone. And it was like, oh, yeah, we can't have that shit. No, no, we can't. And like I said, I don't think black people want it either. I don't. And I especially in the last month or so, I really started to realize I was like, I thought we wanted to be included. Right. Every time I talk about it, you're like, we need to make our own things. I'd be like, well, name me five indie comics. No. okay, we can't. We need to be in both. Yeah. People don't have access to indie comics. If you don't have access, like if we if we don't integrate in the bigger scheme of things, we won't have access to things that have bigger reach. Mm-hmm. You it's know what true. I mean? That's true. It's, I'm sorry, it is. Party Nerds talks about everybody, white, black. Uh, we do. They have, they're gonna have, you guys are gonna have a bigger reach than me who only talk about black people. I mean, for now, no, you know for, what I'm saying? For now. <laughs> And, 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 the thing is, and the thing is, we're even going to we're going to touch on that because we're going to have you on the show one day. We've already talked about this shit. <laughs> better. Yeah, we play. I was like, what the, when they going to call me? I be looking at my phone all the time. I'm, like, I'm, I'm serious. That's, that's <laughs> definitely going to fucking happen. But, I love the party there, y'all. Don't, don't get it twisted. <laughs> look, look, man. And, and, and we we love your opinionated ass. You know what I'm saying? Because you do your thing. I be rolling up here. Yo, someone was like, go out. They like, someone hit me up, DM me. was like, you party? Are you on the party nerds team? And I was like, what? <laughs> and they're like, because you always debating in their shit. I was like, they get me vexed. <laughs> they be getting me vexed. I got it. I got time. I blame Darnell and Jorge because they, they have this thing where they say, what can I do to trigger the most people? What can mm-hmm. I say? What, what biggest amount of filth can come out of my mouth? And I can get the most people to react. That's never me. That's always them. <laughs> nah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a content of about that. I know it's Jorge too. Jorge be like, yeah, what's up, Frankie? Oh, that, that, that's definitely Jorge. He always says that. He was like, he, he always like, man, what should I what should I title this shit? What should I and and no, we're talking about how the party nerds basically come up with the topics that we discuss to put on either the podcast or in a post. Jorge will write down shit that uh, that is like the most obscure thing, put it out there and just watch people go berserk. Yeah, 
I do that too, though. I, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I know do you. That I too. know you do it too. <laughs> I do it so too. Y'all have in common. The even the Wonder Woman thing. I could have said Wonder Woman is not that bad, right? Which would have, of course, gotten a certain response. But me letting people know that I think I think it's subjective, but I'm gonna say subjectively, I feel like it's one of the top three movies right. in the DCEU that's gonna be people vexed because. They can't possibly have it be one of the top three movies in the DCEU. But the fact of the matter is, that's not that big of a feat. All their movies are butt. So, <laughs> most of their movies are right. butt. Now, to get back to Wonder Woman, like, what, what would it be that she wasn't as assertive as she usually is in the comics or as she, as she possibly could have been could have been at the end of the first movie or as she was in Batman versus Superman when she was getting like knocked on her ass by Doomsday and smiling back at him. Right. And which is 30 years later, right? 40 30 years, years 40, yeah. whatever. 30, 30 years later. Yeah. So that's the thing. I think, and I, I was watching some interviews with Patty Jenkins, some press junkets, because I, I wanted to get a better understanding of the movie. And mm -hmm. I think what's happening with her in the way that, Batman versus Super Bat, um, Man of Steel did that to Superman in one movie. I think she's trying to do a journey over the three uh -huh. movie arc. So I think this was trying to show us her humanity. And now that she's overcome like the love she lost and things like that, I think for Wonder Woman 3, which is confirmed and happening. Yeah. Um, I think in that, we're going to see where that brutality comes from. I think we're going to see the Wonder Woman we know and love. And the funny thing is, I didn't even notice how pacifist she was until, and I mentioned it in my video. I watched it with my cousin who watches, you know, the movies, but she's not a comic book reader and stuff right. like that. And of course she enjoyed the movie way more than like people who read the comics did. Uh. Um, and she definitely gave me a different perspective on a lot of things, but it's funny. I was like uh, making coffee while we were talking about it the next morning. And she goes, um, yeah, because women and women don't like to kill people. I said, what? Like, I heard abruptly spilled the coffee. I was she confused. definitely murks everybody. I was like, she's a stone cold killer. If one of the big three roll up, you better pray it's, it's not, not Wonder Woman. Woman. She will clap you in a second. She don't care about questions. She's about Aries and the God of War, like all that <laughs> stuff. And then I thought about it. I was like, she's right. This Wonder Woman that we saw didn't want to clap people, but we just saw her clapping Nazis. And then she saw, she experienced death for the first time. Correct. And that's something we're not remembering. Yeah. She hasn't, this Wonder Woman in this, in this universe, none of her people's died yet. True. None of her people's has died yet, yeah. except for Trevor. So this is the first time she's experienced loss. And I don't know if you have or anyone else watching, like think about how impactful if you've ever lost someone very close to you. And, yeah. I, and I'm hoping that you guys have never lost someone that you love or mm -hmm. have exposed you to life. Mm -hmm. But that does weigh on you. Now, 60 years is a bit excessive. Yeah. I agree. And she was only with him for about two weeks. About two weeks. But remember, in the two weeks, that was it was an impactful two weeks. And I said it too, like, yo, she was raised better than that. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I agree. That it, it wasn't that life. much. Yeah. But she never met a man in her life. He exposed her. To, he showed her. The, he literally showed her the world. Right. He showed her things that she never she read about. So that's just like if I met Harry Potter, not Daniel Radcliffe, but actual fucking Harry Potter rolled into my crib 
and it took me on an adventure, showed me magic, showed me how to use magic, and, you and died two, two weeks later, I, I'd be fucked up. I'm not going to lie. I'd be messed up. I'll never see magic again. <laughs> I'm never going to see magic again. I'm never going to see magic I saw again. I two weeks. I got robbed. Robbed. And not just that, but then she watched, <laughs> she watched these men and their chivalry mm-hmm. dissipate over the 60 years. So yeah. the travelers she met, right? Think about how culture shifted over 60 years, right? True. So the way that Trevor, um, Steve and all of them treated her, manners and chivalry was dying as she was mourning. So then, you know, that's why when she was in the party, she was like, nope, da 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 da. So some, someone was like, um, she wasn't looking for love. That's why she didn't fall in love again. Da, da, da. Like, look how she was swerving people at that party. But I was like, she was there on a mission. I've been there too. That doesn't mean you're not looking for love. That's not the place. I don't want my colleague trying to get my number. That's what happened, right? Her colleague tried to get her number. People at her, she was at work. Even though she was there on a mission, she was at work. I'm not trying to holler at none of y'all. Leave me alone. Unless you're trying to talk to me about artifacts, get about my face. And I feel her there. Because the minute that she, you know what I mean? The minute she starts dating one of these cats, her, her credibility falls, the, her mystique falls. Da, 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 da. So I'm no. the same way. Anything at work, sorry, y'all. Any one of y'all trying to beat me at a con, I'm not talking to anybody in this space. Sorry, can't do it. Mm. So I can be you? Nah, duh. So y'all can make memes about someone clapping my cheeks? Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. Right? It's a different, it's a different, it's a it's different true. thing, bro. It's hard. It's hard. Oh man, but but you did call her a white feminist at one point in time. I did, and I, I still believe it. Even this white feminist, even yeah. in this one. Yeah, because you gotta remember in that first movie, she's in well, the second world war. I don't believe that black people achieve civil rights yet. Hello? I even I was like, I would have really loved, I said this with blur without fear. I would really love to see with Steve Trevor losing his shit because black people are everywhere in DC. <laughs> and, can you imagine? Because I I was like, I know he was racist. He was in World War One, the best pilot, and he wasn't with the Red Tails. He's like, keep those Negroes over there. Mm. They're like, but Steve, they're the best. You should be on there with them. Nah, bro, I'm gonna stay here with the white people. Okay, I'm not trying to give him that smoke. And where was he from in, in America? It don't matter. It was 1918, a racist part. So his his father probably owned slaves and shit like that. So that's what I'm saying. I would have really appreciated a scene where he was like, yo, why is this nigga talking to me? (laughs) And her being like, oh, we can't, we can't use that word. That would have been more realistic if he went to the, like, yo, there's like three black people in there. What the fuck is going on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or even like if he was walking when she was like, everything here is art. And then a black person was like, excuse me, you have the time. And she told them. And he was like, I can't believe she just walked up to you and talked to you like that. She's like, oh, yeah, let's talk to you. Oh, even she said just one line, like, oh, I got to talk to you about the civil rights movement. Yeah. And then it cut to the next scene. I'm like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, because there, there's Black women in Themyscira. Yes. Absolutely. Or even, I would have really loved if instead of Cheetah, it was Nubia who rolled up. And exactly. Nubia was part of the world for maybe... 20, 40 years, and she's like, oh, Diana, this is spiffy. You at the Smithsonian. Yeah, yeah, I can't work here because I'm Black. You <laughs> made from the same place. Mm. Your clay was a little less baked. Yeah. So you, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're just so big, but Patty Jenkins wrote it. Why would she think about that? No, she wouldn't think that at all. You know what I'm saying? And that's no, no fault to her, and that's why my page exists, because mm. it's to insert a, a perspective that no one is 
has has had right there are no black women there are black women but there are we're not there yet right right they're not hiring ava duvenay to do this they're hiring her for black panther that's it well they're hiring ava duvenay to do new gods yeah they are hiring her for that you think it's gonna be what fire Good. I feel like because they're giving Ava the opportunity to do something in the cosmos, in the cosmic DC universe, rather than shit here on Earth, I think that can epically make her reach beyond anything that we've seen. Okay. Yeah, we've seen a wrinkle in time. I was going to say. And it. Now, nah, I do what to say. But it's a children's book, it was made for children. And she didn't write it. She directed it. She did not write it. She just directed it. Absolutely. Directed it. And y'all not going to tell me the visuals on A Wrinkle in Time was not Fuego. Oh, my God. Yeah. Y'all not going to tell me that. And you're not going to tell me it wasn't directed beautifully. Was yeah. it written right? Was it, yeah. was, was it written in the acting? Eh. But and the, she, did, the, she did things that a white female director wouldn't have thought about, like right. making Chris Pine the father. Mm-hmm. And she said that in the interview. She was like, I made sure the father was white. Because we don't need another visual of a black man um, being absent. Uh huh. And just small nuances like that. Yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins wouldn't consider. Right. You know what I mean? And and, we, and it looks like we will obviously get the first rendition of what we see of Dark Side as a black man. Oh, everybody getting black man. What's his name? Ooh, Jonathan Majors with his fine ass is about to be um, Kang. But gang, yo, I I was like, let's go. There was a couple of characters I wanted him to play. And and see, even that got the washing that it did from basically social media and, and details. He's from- not even white. That, that's what I don't understand. <laughs> well, 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 that's the thing. Like, okay, it's um it's Nathaniel Richards, supposedly a descendant. A descendant. And this was the argument that I had and when we were on the party party nerds when I talked about it, is that He's a descendant of of Reed Richards. So the thing is, if we go down the timeline, 23 kids, great, 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 great. Obviously be black because shit, slaves and slave owners, when they had kids and everything like that, they have no idea that there's a white white man on their tree at all. You know, my grandmother. My grandmother is blonde hair, blue eye. Right. What what y'all saying? Like... (laughs) It's like when they keep when they keep coming up with that argument, no, there's no way Kang could be could be black. I was like, no, there's obviously the biggest way that that could happen. It's genetics. Genetic. <laughs> and not just that, but like you telling me the most progressive scientists in the universe don't fuck with black people. Exactly. Their children, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. He obviously is thinking beyond race and gender. Yeah. Right. I would go as far to say that all of the descendants of Reed Richards are probably ansexual, probably whatever. Because why would they be closed into our societal norms when they fly through space? The Council of Reeds and every type of atmospheric multiverse that is possible have probably dipped their fingers in all types of genetic backgrounds and patterns. Oh, we even see my boy Pedro Pascal was messing with that blue chick. In the Mandalorian season one, right? Is it because what is? These are just things that we put on, yeah. on, on ourselves as humans mm-hmm. to kind of like understand what we have and to feel safe. 
Mm -hmm. Once you get exposed to the universe, it's like people who are on acid, right? They say their mind opens up and they get to see the world. Those people typically tend to be way more free. They're not, aren't, they aren't going to societal norms. They definitely aren't like binary a lot of times because that acid, it, 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 it sparks a neurological response that kind of brings down that fear factor um so yeah and Jonathan Majors is fine and aggressive so I don't know why they tripping <laughs> who what white man could, is better than like if they gave me a white man better I'd be like yeah <laughs> look it's I, I call it the uh it's the Star Trek perspective for people that used to watch Star Trek back in the day like the old Star Trek uh, episodes and watch Captain Kirk had be romantically in love with uh, involved with somebody that was blue, purple, polka dot, have horns in their head, Lieutenant O'Hora, who was black, and still they did not even see the paint on that girl's body. They just saw a white woman behind that paint. And it was like, but when but when he kissed O'Hora, it was like, oh hell oh! what the fuck is going on here? Like you didn't even realize through this whole season that he ain't made love to one white woman that every, every woman that he basically, through the eyes of the science fiction world, he has gotten busy with aliens this entire time. And the second he gets with a human, just so happens to be a black woman, now everybody writing letters. Right, but it's just like people were saying that you know black people being the lead of things makes it less marketable, but you can market an alien. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I was like, how can people not relate to a black struggle when they me have an acquaintance who are black who've really right. seen black people who know they exist exactly but then they can correlate to i don't know avatar right and, one of the one of the big uh things that i see as far as like marketing like the dc and the mcu's version of the cosmic universe anything that's sci-fi when they switch up characters or switch up like uh human skin tones, types, nationalities, or anything like that. It's free range now. Whatever you wrote in that book doesn't mean shit. Now, yeah, you can do that with people here on Earth and everything like that. You might be able to get that argument in on a few of these motherfuckers. You can argue that Magneto should be a white Jewish dude who grew up in Austria because of the Holocaust survival and everything like that. That occurs to Magneto. But anybody in the cosmic universe, they like, you can't tell me uh, when they was arguing about Gamora, they were like, oh, that's supposed to be a white woman. Be like, excuse me, she's green. She's and, green. Yeah. And Zoe Zaldana looks exactly like her. Yeah, it's like she's green. Doesn't matter if she's Colombian. Has no take on whether she's she's African American. Has no take whether she's white. She's green. <laughs> green. Green. Because I remember that that was happening. I was like, y'all sound real fucking stupid. You know what I'm but it us too. Yeah. It BS too. So I'm like, I and I've seen it a lot in theater, even though theater has its own, I'm a huge mu- musical theater person. Mm-hmm. Theater obviously has its own racism and barriers, but I do see a lot of times in theaters where Hamilton is the most, um, the most, I guess, popular one, but where they insert black people and stuff like that into yeah. characters that aren't black, right? It's who can play the part. And a lot of it is because we're using our imagination in theater. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it translates to movies. And I feel like that is pushed away, even in ourselves. So black people are like, I don't need, this is pandering. I don't need this. But I'm like, yeah, you don't, but someone may. Like I grew up, I never saw no curly hair girls saving the world. Exactly. I never saw no curly, even being coveted. 
yeah, maybe I guess Sarah Jessica Parker has some curly hair in Sex in the City, but she's still getting played. But even still, <laughs> like I never truly watched something Wonder Woman. You know, that even Storm had like colored eyes and straight hair. Yeah. I never watched like Misty Night on the big screen. Right. You know what I mean? I never seen I I, I never seen like Vixen. It's, to this day, I'm still not seeing Vixen. No. You know what I mean? So it's just things like that where it's like, I don't see people who look like me. Um, you know, we got Miles Morales. That's the first time I've seen an Afro-Latino. Yeah. Um, and honestly, that's the whole thing with the movement, right? Like mm-hmm. being it, black and, yeah. and, and embracing your blackness. It's, still. It, and and it's, it feels like it's still baby steps. Right. And we're still in the baby steps mode, which I feel is, it's effective at best. And it might even be, I don't even know if it's ineffective. Right. But you know what I'm saying? I guess we time is only going to basically circulate into the fact of how we're going to keep getting the roles that we deserve, whether it comes in the MCU, whether it comes in the DCEU or anything like that. It just I guess at this point, we just got to figure out exactly which roles we're going to tackle. Yeah, it's going to be opportunities where we have to fight for the characters in which we have because they've been race swapped or anything like that. And then people are going to be upset. But the thing is, the roles are going to get taken. Right. You know, there there was there was an argument that we had on a prior Party Nerds episode. It had to be a long time ago where I I think I came up with the argument where where the fuck are the American actors? It seems like every single British actor is taking over every single goddamn character within all types of mediums, whether it's DC or Marvel. do we not have um, great american actors in in this state i mean mean, in this country you know what black american actors sam jackson's uh spoke about this in depth um once i i forget where i listened to it it was a podcast or something to that effect but he was talking about how like directors people in general hold british act actors on a higher regard and sometimes some of the British actors are like, we're not as close to the slavery thing as you guys are. So we're not taking it personal and we're doing it on the outside. And I remember. yes. Yeah. And I the the thing that really hit home for me is when I watched this Key and Peel skit, y'all. Mm-hmm. Key and Peel, I thought was almost, if not just as insightful as Dave Chappelle, the mm-hmm. show itself when you look back at it. But there's a skit where um, Key is doing no Peel Jordan Peel is in a movie like The Wire and he's from Baltimore and he's like talking his Baltimore accent and the director keeps on telling him to be more like Key who's British so every time they say cut he's like very good sir and da 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 and then he go back yeah I'm from the streets and you see that transition they're just speaking about how much more respect black British actors get over American actors right. how they get roles over us um John Boyega just got cast that well his movie's already out as like the first black uh I think police officer in Chicago but I I just watched him and as an American black story and I was like I love John Boyega but this is this it this all we could get this only American actor that could play this like I think there are times even Aegis Alba and The Wire yeah right he's one of the main characters and he's British Right. Every other person they got, right, was from Maryland. They got they took that girl Snoop out the jail. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did, and threw her right in front of the screen. 
right in front of the screen. That's been the only role I've ever seen her in. By the right, way. right. But I'm starting to, I just, I need more outrage because when Henry Cavall took Superman, people were losing it. Yeah. People were losing like, Where did they find this Australian guy? Yeah. And you know what? They would never let uh, American, they not even letting a black British person be 007. No. And that's crazy. Like it, that's that's a role you would see a regardless of race British person having to have. Yeah, yeah, you know I saying? agree. You know what I'm saying? That that's y'all thing. Y'all y'all like that shit. That that's 007. I, me, I personally, I I didn't watch a 007 movie until like uh, Daniel, Daniel Craig. Craig. Daniel Craig. That, they hated because he was blonde. They hated him because he was blonde. You know what I'm saying? And and the thing is, okay, what the fuck? He's supposed to have brown. First off, this was this was a novel right. that never resulted anything to where it described James Bond. It described 007, the character who didn't and exist. It's a it's a moniker, a fictional character. <laughs> this right. is a this is a modern day superhero based on probably the greatest detective in spy history within Scotland Yard or whatever the fuck they want to call it and everything like that. But yet, in in everybody's head. Brown hair, six foot, uh, has to has to have some type of sex appeal, and continues to just exude who James Bond is. It was like, by the way, we got a British guy that definitely would be perfect for this role. It's a black guy. Bah! you know what I'm saying? Everybody just like fucking goes nuts. Yo, I just remember one of the British directors is like, Idris Elba is not polished enough. Polished. I was like, have y'all? I seen this nigga in the beret. Straight up. Like what? Have y'all have y'all seen that? There's nothing in the hood. That's why I was surprised he was. He's just a phenomenal actor. But like the wire got people thinking that Idris Elba is hood. But if you ever see him in an interview, if you see him in anything else, he is as British as they get. He's very posh. He's definitely drinking tea right now. What time Absolutely. is it? He is is a, it five over there? It's tea. He's drinking tea. He's a crumpets guy. Straight up, crumb. straight up crumpet. Biscuits, yo, respect him. He got <laughs> but but as far to to put it plainly, as far as 2020 is concerned, and the year that was basically made through the pandemic, what has it meant to you as far as just like basically getting your content out and putting making it into how you've been perceived amongst the audience? You say like what's important to me? But how's it how's it twenty twenty shaped you? You know how could it not shape me? It's yeah. so hard. It's so hard. I mean, in one aspect, I think it's such a hard question. I'm trying to think. Uh, in mm -hmm. one aspect, it's like I feel like I've really got to see people for who they are, mm -hmm. and it also let me know that it was time to really show people who I was and to not apologize or be afraid of it. Um, so, and that was one thing I was afraid of in 2019 that I really went for in 2020, where I was trying to be as marketable as I could while trying to insert some of my blackness in there without trying to like turn off my main audience, which are men. Mm -hmm. And then 2020 showed me like, not to give a fuck, I guess. <laughs> it was the biggest thing that has shaped me. So I went to, not tiptoeing, I've always done like um, 
polarize I would make polarizing statements and spark debate but it still was crayons and, and compared to like what I'm doing now mm-hmm. I think um being faced with mortality so often um seeing how much people don't care about who I am as a black woman um really put me in a I don't care mode it was like do what you want to do they don't like you they don't like you if they do they do and at the end of the day if you want to work with brands the the numbers talk and it did it did so like it, it was really nice and it felt validating because I most of the year and even sometimes I have to fight like that imposter syndrome mm-hmm. because like, there's some phenomenal women out there but none of them are crazy like me right like Tatiana <laughs> King and uh, <laughs> the blur girl and stuff like that like they not out here arguing with fanboys about things and stuff like that mm-hmm. so you know, it just was like, but there got to be other women who are just as problematic and who want to talk as much. And, you know, it, now that I'm starting to get that base, I need to follow through and I feel this resolve, this duty to mm-hmm. continue there. And yeah, it, it gives me purpose for sure. That's what's up. Now, now, could you tell tell me, uh, we'll tell everybody because I already know, um, about your recent collaboration with Facebook? Yeah. Yo, and to, to be honest, it's funny. Um, this artist, Obi, Obi Aris, um, sent me the yeah. link. Yeah, I love him. But he sent me the link. He was like, yo, I think you may be good for this. And I applied. And then like two months later, they hit me up. I was like, pull up. And basically, it's uh, creative. They, they put their money where their mouth is. It was like, we do want to push diversity here. Uh, because the to- uh, Facebook is notoriously um, a place for racists that I'm, I'm still seeing. And they really wanted to kind of push forward some more Black voices in the creative space. And um, I had the luxury of being one of, I want to say, five Black women, uh, 10, 10 Black women in this space who are actively commentating and like working. So like me applying really gave me a a leg up to kind of insert myself in this unique position. Because, you know, most of the people they put in the program are doing like, style and food and, and things yeah. like that um so yeah now what I do is I'm still doing the content that I love um but there's more freedom because they're they're supporting me financially to and they're supporting me on the platforms to push my stuff out and for more people to see it uh, and in return they get to show that there are black creatives that they support and you know i'm here for it i'm here for for what we're switching for and to be honest i think it's the ideal situation to let me they they're letting me create how i want to create not one day have i pushed out something they're like nah Mm. the only thing they said is if you curse too much you got to market 18 and up and then we can't market it to much much to as many people that's the only parameter you put on it. But everything else, there's like, do you boo boo? Please don't say anything anti Semitic. <laughs> and oh, you're good to go. It? <laughs> nah, they didn't say just anti Semitic. They said offensive. But you know what I mean? The, yeah. the most offensive thing I could, I mean, everything I, I say is offensive to someone. Mm. But I think they're like, but you're talking like, about fictional characters. Canceled. But, but to be honest, people, people come at me and, and upon me like I'm talking about you know Martin Luther King yeah, like, yeah you would think. you know what I mean yeah I would think I'd be checking sometimes I was like maybe 
maybe Goku's based on a character in Africa that I don't know. And maybe uh, but he's a real person and then I'm still fake. So I'm confused. Oh. Why so much? So you do not know Goku Untufe? You don't know him. Right. <laughs> so, you, so you do not know him. Wake up, wake up, my brother. Okay. That's he, that's he is a real man. He has never been defeated. <laughs> never. You you know what confused me the most? When I made that video about Iron Fish being uh, Asian, which I got from Party Nerds, right? Yeah. Um, I think you guys were asking about the the MCU, the Netflix version, the MCU, and I was like, bring back everybody but Iron Fist and make him Asian. Which we all agree. People were losing it. Right. Yeah. We said to mix them all together. We said, just don't bring him back. You know what I'm saying? Just cancel it. Oh, yeah. You said, bring, right. Yeah, bring it back. Just bring it back Asian. Yeah, and people were losing it. Black people were losing it. They're like, the whole thing, he's an outsider. I was like, have you ever been to Asia? An American Asian man is going to be an outsider. You don't got to be a white man to be an outsider in a foreign land. You crazy? Like, if you don't speak, if you go to China, you don't speak Chinese, and you're Chinese, yeah. or you're half white yeah. and Chinese, they not fucking with you. If you're not, get, you're not getting dates, they don't even like white features. When I was in Japan, I was seeing the finest to me Japanese men with the wide jaws and they six four and stuff like that. I was like, "Yo, these these some pieces." And then the, the women weren't weren't really checking for them. And I realized they like that boyish, oh, K-pop, yeah, K-pop. That's their thing. Like you, they like when you look purely Japanese. Like nobody touched you, but Japanese down the lane. Like the purebreds. And so imagine, you know what I mean? So a, a man who's half white, like Henry um, Golden, is that his name? Oh, he's fine. From Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. yeah. He rolls up in Korea. They not messing with him. With his jaw out like that? Yeah. Nah. Because when it comes to those people in those type of cultures, they really look at details. <laughs> like they look at bloodlines and they be like, no, I'm not going to have you mess up my shit. Unless they sending you to America, right? On some Miss Saigon. Like, yeah, I'm saying, oh, he white, he going to America. But oh, yeah, we he's staying here. Yeah, we don't want Guay Lo here. No Guay Lo. Don't. Outside of. You going to get caught. Outside of. Outside <laughs> That's of. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But I, I would hear Black people say that. Yeah. And I'm like, so if there was a movie with you, a Black, an African-American going to Africa, you know what I mean? You think it's going to be received well? You crazy? I went to Ghana when I was there. I was joking because I went to this town um, in Jamestown. Mm-hmm. It's like part of Ghana. It's very poor, like fishing town. Mm-hmm. But there's also a huge amount of blonde Africans there. Say what? Uh, yeah, there's a huge amount of blonde Africans there. And then there's a big amount of like peanut butter Africans like me. <laughs> So I, I, that's what I call it, peanut butter. So I went there and I was telling my, I was talking to our like travel guy. I was like, oh, these could be my cousins. He was, and he got so offended. He was like, these are not your cousins. <laughs> I was like, what? And he was, no, they could be. <laughs> but, but he, he was, he was adamant about it. And he was like, and he was just explaining to me, like, he was like, them when you Step even if they didn't see you step off that bus. As soon as they look at you, they know you're American. The way you walk, the way you move, 
the way you dress. And it's not because we dress fly because the Ghanaians are dressing way flyer than I was. Oh, oh my God, the colors. It was definitely Wakanda on that level. I know they went to Ghana and got inspiration there. They still wear kente cloth, but it's like modernized. So it would be like a Henley. And then on the pocket would be a line of kente cloth or a woman would wear a, bo- a bodycon dress with her big old butt. And <laughs> we can't take so it'd just be stuff like that. Um, so it wasn't that I was fly or anything, it was just right. the way I walked, the way I moved, showed it. And, and that could be displayed, I think, in any culture, especially with Americans, with the hubris we have. And if anyone's ever traveled anywhere outside America, you could see it. I could see it now in New York. I can look at a white, sure. a, a white European on the train, and I can look at him and tell by the way he sits that he don't speak English. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I it's not me being raised. I look. I'm not a hundred percent of the time. I've it's been just right. from you being in New York, the epicenter of basically every nationality known to man. You, it's a melting pot there. And the thing is, you could just pick people out. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Who's yeah. a native New Yorker and who ain't? Immediately, immediately, immediately. It's crazy. Damn. All right, Frankie. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So please, please, please tell the people where they can find you how how can they see your stuff everything that you put out on a daily basis even if the fact that they need to get offended sometimes and you might be the one to do it for them absolutely if you are ready to get all your favorite things ruined okay mm-hmm. come on over to fanboy fighter llc yeah. yeah so you can find me on most platforms at fantastic frankie um frankie is spelled f-r-a-n-k-e-y um, or you can find me on Twitter. There we go. Or you can find me on Twitter at Fanboy Fighter. Twitter won't let me be great with all those characters. So I had to use Fanboy Fighter there. But to be honest, we look up Fantastic Frankie anywhere you could find me um, getting that SEO going well. So yes, check my stuff out. Videos. Um, I do I do short reels sometimes. I'm starting skits. Um, then I have some more time. So definitely check it out. Dope. Dope. And for anybody that has not getting the gall of seeing this woman doing her thing as far as content's concerned, whether it be on Instagram and primarily on Instagram, you know what I'm saying, or on Facebook to where you see exactly her reviews, her hot takes, and everything that it is, she is here for you 24-7. You're going to enjoy it. Fantastic, Frankie, everybody. And I answer everyone, too. That's what I like to do. (laughs) Even, Even as offensive as you might get, towards your particular favorite character, she will answer you with conviction. <laughs> yes. And receipts. And vigor. <laughs> All right, Frankie. Facts Project. We are out.